This isn't your typical podcast for working moms. This is Bad Moms in Business, a podcast that believes that empowered women empower women. Here are your hosts, Bridget Robertson, Amanda Sharp, and Danielle Monahan. Hello, and welcome back to Bad Moms in Business. Today, we're going to talk about self-care, which I know is like a trendy buzzword or buzz phrase right now. Yeah. And we've talked about this before, but this is a different kind of self-care. That's right. Mm-hmm. This is like the medical version. Mm-hmm. Ariel and Greta agree. This they is important. They're very They're passionate. Into it. Mm-hmm. Amanda and I have both recently um, been to the doctor to like check off the list. Right. Yep. Yep. I turned 37 recently and I'm like, this is it. I don't want to go into my forties with like all this stuff. She's like, I don't want to go into forties being Amanda. <laughs> well, <laughs> when you put that, that way, I yeah. mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> no, I just, there's, there were things looming of course. for some of them for a couple years. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? If I don't turn this around, I'm going to be in my forties. Yep. My fifties. And then, you know, like it just follows you. Life gets so, in the way sometimes. And it does. Time to set that aside and focus. And in a blink of an eye, a year is gone. And then two mm-hmm. years are gone. So this is this is a big deal. It is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Amanda, do you want to talk about is, are the dogs like super distracting? Because they're distracting me. They're they're I mean, really they're passionate about barking. this. Well, Let's be honest. Ariel got her treatment done. Oh. Yeah. I wonder if, if you're watching. Oh, you can't see. Oh, there oh. we go. Oh, there yeah, we you go. Can see. Look at Greta just barking in her mama's face. <laughs> Mom, I love you. I love you. Mom. Mothers around the globe can relate to that. <laughs> no kidding. I am in the thick of that. I got a three-year-old. I am in the thick of that. I'm, getting, I'm in the mom. Mom. Yeah. What? Mom. I'm what I'm actively looking at you. I'm like, cool, cool. You know what? That was fabulous. I love it. Uh, it was fabulous though. <laughs> <laughs> to him, that was fabulous. I love it so much. I pretend like I hate it. I just love it so much. <laughs> it's just so sweet. The buildup, the buildup. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I had my normal yearly OB appointment, that lady exam that we all try and avoid. And honestly, mm-hmm. listen, no, we don't, we I- don't all try and avoid okay. you. I, okay. I was, had I not been rudely interrupted, I was going to say, <laughs> I only actually go now because of these two ladies, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because I would do anything to avoid going, but I have been really good for the last three years. I have actually did it yearly, even through COVID. I was very proud of myself. So this last time we, my midwife just asked some of the really good questions of me. And I, it was basically as simple as like, how are your periods? (laughs) And Mm -hmm. I was like, you know, they're miserable, but I mean, I'm, I'm looking and counting down a menopause and she looked at me and she was like, Oh honey, like (laughs) you've got years to go. I was like, well, I know I got years to go, but I'm like hoping like maybe eight more years and I'm done. And she was like, Oh, you could have like 
15 more years. Mm-hmm. She's like, the average is 50, which means there's people above 50. And that means there's people under 50. And she must have physically saw me curl up in a ball and die <laughs> because she was like, I mean, what's wrong? Let's figure out what we can do here. Because <laughs> I, the defeat that I felt in that moment. And I, I said to her, I was like, I don't think I can do another 15 years of this. Like I sincerely don't. And she went, well, why what's happening? And I explained like how heavy everything is. And she was like, that ain't normal. And I didn't realize it heavy. Isn't normal because we don't discuss things like this, right? Like it's taboo to talk about your period. We just suck it up and deal with it. Even if you do talk to your girlfriends, a lot of times they're having the same symptoms you are. So then you think it's normal. Yeah, absolutely. So, and how heavy is heavy to me compared to somebody else's heavy? Like there's Mm -hmm. no way to really be able to like gauge. And so she dove deeper and was like, well, how heavy is heavy? Like how many tampons and stuff are you going through? And I was explaining to her and she was like, oh, we're going to, we're going to fix this. You're saying how many cups do I go through? Yeah. And I said, well, actually I use the cup and I, on my really heavy days, I sometimes have to dump it like every hour. And let's be real. The large cups can hold like six to eight tampons. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so I, I did tell her and I said, and those hold X amount of tampons. And she was like, Oh, no, 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 no. She's like, we need to get in yet and see what's happening. And so, because all of my pap smears have always thankfully come back fine. And there was never any like thought to dig deeper into things. Cause I never explained my pain because again, I just thought it was normal. Um, so I went through some testing as far as like they do the ultrasound to see if there's any vi- visible reasons why I might be having, you know, heavy periods and very painful periods. And they saw that I had um, fibroids and my uterus is huge. It's more than twice the size of normal women's. Mm. Well, Owen was also like twice the size of normal babies. So (laughs) obviously stretched it out. There you go. (laughs) That's what I'm telling myself, Um, which led to a lot of, obviously, if you have more uterine lining, more of it sheds which would be like, so if it's double the size of a normal woman, it's double the period basically. Right. Mm -hmm. And the fibroids didn't help. And that also caused all the pain. So then they did a procedure to go in and make sure like scrape the inside of the uterus and test that to make sure there were no like cancerous issues from the fibroids and surrounding areas. Luckily that came back good, but then it was suggested that I have an ablation done. And let me tell you, ladies, I'm about a month and a half post-op probably from this. And the encouragement that I can say I've seen has been huge. And I am so grateful. So, so grateful. And the goal will be, they can't ever guarantee that you won't have a period again, but it's very likely. And let's be real. If Amanda, if anyone's going to have a period again, it's going to be me. Yep. (laughs) Because that's just how Amanda rolls, but it'll never be that heavy ever again. That is insane. Like, not even like medically possible. So it would be much. Yes. So, oh, preach it. Preach it. So I really love that there was that option for me that my OB, my, I'm sorry, my midwife was kind enough to really like ask me those questions and dig to get me to that final place. I love that so much because I feel like, you know, 
most of the time when you go see a doctor, any doctor, they're just like, is anything wrong? What's going on? And then they're just like in and out, right? Like that's yeah. just, they're just trying to do their thing yeah. and move on to the next patient so they can do their thing and move on to the next yeah. patient. And I love that she actually took time to sit down and kind of have this conversation with you. It's it like, was, okay, that yeah. heavy, but like, what is, what does that mean to you? Because heavy to me and heavy to you can mean two very different things. And they apparently do mean two very Absolutely. different things. <laughs> When they were doing the ablation and stuff, they also were doing some exploratory surgery to check mm-hmm. out the health of other areas. And it was found that I had endometriosis yep. and very large fibroids. And so I would, how long had I been dealing with endometriosis, which you hear of people being in tremendous pain for, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it could have been over a decade. How yep. stupid was it that I was in pain for such an unnecessary length of time? because old Amanda wouldn't have even went to the doctor. So thankfully you guys like basically forced me and here I am probably period free for the rest of my life. Preach it. Here we are uplifting <laughs> others. What? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So. so that is my story of actually taking care of my body. And it felt so good. Even though it was painful, it, it felt good. Yep. It Bridget. does. Bridget's got a whole story. It's all you now. All right. I'll make it quick. A long, long time ago. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, (laughs) Once upon a time. (laughs) Um, So I've had like these little bumps pop up on my face here and there. The first one was under my lip, but it was so tiny. And I was like, maybe it just adds character to my face. I'm just, it's fine. It's fine. Um, And then one popped up on my cheek and it was small. And I thought, I don't love that, but okay. Um, And then one popped up on my chin and I was like, well, now I'm just done with this. This is silly. Um, But I was done with it um, like two years ago and never did anything about it. Um, And just was very self-conscious in photos because of the, especially the one on my cheek, it was just weird. The area it was in, all I could see in pictures. um, I don't know, probably really nobody else noticed it, but I was very self-conscious. Of course. But I was also very afraid to go and do anything about it because mm-hmm. who wants to go to the dermatologist and have like pokes and prods and scalpels and, you know, especially when it's on your face. Right. So like if it's right. other places, you're like, yeah, you throw a bandaid on it and it is mm-hmm. what it is. Yeah. Yeah. But on your face, that's a whole different story. Yes. So a friend of mine works for a dermatologist and I had talked to her probably a year ago, <laughs> like, oh, I should probably come in. Um, but again, I turned 37 and I'm like, this is it. Doing it. I'm doing it. So I make the appointment and I go and I said, get this stuff off my face. And <laughs> okay. And it was not as excruciating as I thought it was going to be. Um, there was discomfort. I wouldn't even call it pain. They popped the stuff out, shaved the stuff off, whatever. Um, sent it out for testing and I was on my way with a bunch of um, band-aids on my face and then I went to training at Amanda's office with band-aids all over my face um, with a guest because nothing can stop you that's right that's we even had right. a guest and it was it was fantastic <laughs> I'm just gonna um, for for those just interested in seeing what kind of a psychopath I looked like um, I right. do head over to our YouTube channel so you can see this in person I know post. this is this is <laughs> it's not bad. I mean, honestly, that's not bad. I mean, it's, I mean, 
if they had smaller band-aids, they could have been used. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Amanda's trying to be so delicate. <laughs> I know, I know. And like, look at this. Okay. There's like the group photo. And I sat all the way in the back because if you zoom in. <laughs> Listen, you can't even tell. You can't no, even see it. I'm pretty sure I said, if you just go to the end of the table, you won't even be able to see. <laughs> and you couldn't. And you couldn't. And you couldn't. Oh. But through all that laughter, like, I was so proud of her for doing it. <laughs> oh. oh, my gosh. So, <sighs> while I was in the psychologist, she was like, you know, th- does any of this stuff bother you? And I'm like, no. And she's like, for insurance purposes, does anything bother you? And I was like, yes, very bothered by it all. Um, <laughs> Tremendous pain. Tremendous pain. So she called me the following week and she was like, hey, I have some um, some not great news. And I was like, oh, my insurance isn't going to cover this. Like, that is so <laughs> annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I have skin cancer. So um, it Two spots were totally fine. The one under my lip, cancer. Um, not a big deal. Basal cell, it's fine. I'm going um, in November to have it removed permanently. Um, and I'm going this month, actually a week from today, um, to have like a full body checkup mm-hmm. to make sure I don't have any other cancerous spots on my body. Um, but that spot, you guys, under my lip had been there since at least 2016. Man, I love that you could go back in your pictures and have seen that. And mm-hmm. I think that's why we feel so convicted to do this episode mm-hmm. because we all know there's suspicious areas on us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, Danielle, when you, mm-hmm. you have my your, bubble. Sh- your shoulder bubble, my and bubble, you've had it for how long? Five years, probably and going on you, five years. And when did you finally like really have a doctor look at it? Right after Jet was born. And I was like, which is not long ago. <laughs> nope. He's seven months old. He's seven mm-hmm. months old. So mm-hmm. yeah, about six months ago, I did it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's so we, we all have those things. You, those you warning think that, signs. Like, I am, I am the biggest advocate. I, uh, outside of like kids derailing me and being pregnant and postpartum <laughs> and all of that, like. I go to the dermatologist every year. I go to the dentist twice a year. Like I get my OB, you know, my pep every year. Like I am typically on top of it. Why I let something like my bubble happen? Because I was just like, that's just my bubble. And I, you know, essentially named it like this is bubble. It's fine. He lives here. It's no big deal. Like what? What? Yeah. What? Because when you were describe it to like Bridget and I, we just felt like it was something that you could feel, not necessarily see. And then when she showed it to us, like it should have a name. It should have a name. It was that. This is George. He's my little bubble shoulder parrot. Like (laughs) he just hangs out here. It's, it's not that big, but like when you showed it to us, it was it was it's visual. Like it wasn't like you could just feel it. So mm-hmm. w- again, we all have those suspicious things that weren't necessarily always there. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, at one point probably always didn't have bad periods at some point it got bad, but when, right. and it was probably a gradual thing yes. where you're like, Oh, this month is a little bit 
a little bit worse. And then the month after that, you're like, well, last month it was a little bit worse too. So maybe this is like the same kind of level. And then it just, <clears throat> life gets in the way, kids get in the way, work gets in the way. And you're like, man, when was the last time I had a decent period? I don't Absolutely. even know. And mm-hmm. I have seen many reports now come out. And I think we've referenced this before that some women's period pain is equivalent to a heart attack. And that's why women don't even know that they had a heart attack because women are almost always in some sort of pain and we dismiss it and dismiss. And and for those that don't know, when women have a heart attack, it is a very different pain sensation and it can be many different pain sensations than what is everybody thinks is typical, the left arm pain, the tightening of the chest. A lot of women don't have those symptoms at all. It's a lot of times lower back pain, cramp pain, stuff like that. Why? I have no idea, but, and then we completely dismiss it because we have no idea it's a heart attack because like you said, we're in pain all the time. It's normal back pain or it's, I would always have like back cramps and stuff. So it Mm -hmm. just, I do too. Yeah. It's when I get them, which isn't very often now. That's since, amazing. Since I think having my surgery before I got pregnant with Watson, my pain has always been very minimal. But before then, it was pretty bad. I think it has something to do with my fallopian tubes. Anyways, we don't need to get into it. But um, yeah, I always had very bad like back cramps is what I always wow. called it. Speaking of fallopian tubes, <laughs> mandate got none no more. <laughs> <laughs> That was something I also had done um, because heads up, when you have an ablation, you have to have some sort of permanent birth control. Mm-hmm. I can't do any kind of hormonal. It makes me mean and crabby. So like I needed to do something a little bit more permanent. And th- what is very interesting is they don't tie them anymore. That's what I was going to say. You taught they, me this. I had no idea. They remove them because the theory is ovarian cancer actually starts in the tube itself. And they feel like it drastically almost, if not eliminates ovarian, your chance for ovarian cancer after that's, that's at crazy. least what my, that's at least what my OB said. I hope that's correct. I mean, and maybe I'm not repeating it hundred percent, but the point is like it considerably is reducing your risk of ovarian cancer. So it's that not just the tying so of it. It's actually a whole removal of it because it can't travel into your ovary at that point. So what an amazing benefit. Wow. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. So I feel like ladies, let's not suffer. Those who are listening, let's not suffer. Get your stuff handled, get it done. It's not going to go away on its own. No. Brushing it under the rug is not going to make it any better. Get your stuff checked out, get on a routine schedule. I also want, I I keep being pregnant or I'm breastfeeding for forever. So like (laughs) I need all of those things to end and then I'll be a little bit better at it. But like get your blood work, go to your physical every year, get your blood work done, Mm -hmm. get your stuff checked out, man. Well, there's so many things, sorry. There's so many things that your blood work can detect that are preventable or if caught early enough are no big deal. Mm -hmm. It's when you put these appointments off. I've heard recently of a couple different people like, oh, I just don't go to the doctor. I never, I never go to the doctor. And then boom, they have stage four cancer. Yep. Happened to my dad. He knew there was an issue, but he was too afraid to go to the doctor. And then boom, stage three cancer. And then he died. Yep. Literally a good friend of mine from high school. Mm. Yeah. 34 years old was having some issues, wasn't getting things checked out like he should have. Stage four colon cancer, he died three weeks later. 
it's just sad. And if we can catch things soon enough, and that's where, you know, Danielle, when you were, before we hit the record button, you're like, well, when, you know, if I can just get through this season, that is like typically what every woman says. And that's why we continue to put it off and put it off. And next thing we know, it's five years of pain, discomfort. And what, what damage is done at that point? I had said this entire time when we, when Bridget and I started having this conversation of Bridget's like, okay, I'm turning 37. I'm like, okay, I'm turning 35. Like, we're going to get all of our stuff done. I was literally waiting for October because we went on like 400 vacations yeah. in September. Um, and then of course, everybody got sick in my house, which nobody knows that, but everybody got sick in my house. So <laughs> we're just trying to get through all of that, but I'm going to make my dentist appointment. I'm going to make my dermatologist appointment, which they can't do anything at my dermatologist appointment until I'm done breastfeeding, but it's fine. At least they can check out various things and make sure that nothing looks super sketchy. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I do have things that I want removed. Don't we all? (laughs) And I can't do the bubble thing until I'm done breastfeeding. Also, it has to be like a whole surgery thing, but. We've but checked the point it out. is it's you fine. have checked out yes. so you know that you have time to wait on mm-hmm. that particular issue. And and I could have waited. So I don't know. Have we talked about my bubble on, on this? I'm not really sure if we have. But so I had an ultrasound done of it and it was kind of inconclusive. And they were like, you can get a CT scan. But when you go to have surgery in a year, you're going to have to have a CT scan again then anyways. And I almost waited. I was almost like, I'll just wait. Yeah. And then after talking with Brandon, he's like, you're absolutely insane. You're getting it done now. Like, yes, you have to have it done then too. That's fine. But just for peace of mind. So we know that this isn't anything yeah. like <laughs> malignant. Like you need to go get it checked out. We did talk about it because it was you and Bridget were both there for Mother's Day getting your your <laughs> stuff. And you were talking about that. Like, you both felt like you had to pee. You peed your pants because of I, the- I literally felt like I did that on the on the podcast or just talking prior. To I don't know. Your- I'm positive it was recorded. It probably was. If if anybody has had a t- CT scan with contrast, it is insane. It is so weird. It is so insane. I thought, I mean, he told me I was warned up front. It's going to feel like you're peeing yourself. You're not. Don't worry. So like the whole time I was like, don't pee, don't pee, don't pee. <laughs> but you, it, it felt like you were. Yeah. But like in a good way, it was kind of like, oh, this is cool. It was warm. It was yeah. nice. Yeah. <laughs> those rooms are cold. They are so cold. And I think the more we discuss the reality of some of these procedures, it's less scary for others who may have to go through it. That's mm-hmm. right. Because I had an MRI done. I don't think we've talked about that on here at all. Mm-hmm. So. Um, so for Jace is nine years old, he'll be, um, 10 in December. And for nine years I have had, and that's no exaggeration for nine years. Mm-hmm. I've had this unexplained pain in my stomach, I guess. Um, and for the longest time I was like, I'm sure it's like phantom pains from my, like my nerves regenerating after my C-section, it's fine. And it would come and go and come and go. And um, right around COVID is when it was really like aching and mm-hmm. painful. And maybe it's just because I had slowed down and had the opportunity to actually like feel it into my body. Yeah. Um, but long story short, I finally have gone through all of the steps that I needed to go through to figure out what it was. I went to various doctors and it is, um, like dead fat that has, that was a result of trauma from my Mm C-section. Um, but it's a ball and it's pressing into my abdominal wall 
and it hurts and it doesn't hurt all the time. Um, but it hurts quite a bit. And I was misdiagnosed with like, uh, gluten allergy. Yeah. Like a hundred different things. Mm -hmm. And so after doing an MRI, which I was terrified of doing because I hate, I'm, Ugh, I can't, I hate being enclosed, mm-hmm. freaking me out. Um, but I did it. Um, they let me watch The Little Mermaid. They gave me goggles and I watched a movie. So <laughs> I, I haven't had an MRI in probably 15 years. That's insane. I say this because if you're Fine. somebody who needs to have an MRI mm-hmm. and you're nervous because it is very scary. Like for me, I was terrified. Um, oh, and it's loud and you're in a big thing. And-, and it's so close to your face. You feel like you can't breathe. You can't move. Um, they gave me goggles. And they put like a washcloth over my head and um, I watched a movie the whole time and I was still a little scared at first, but then I was just like singing to the movie and trying Mm -hmm. to be cool. Um, I zone out. Yeah. I'm sure the echo inside there was beautiful. (laughs) Like, which is like, (laughs) I had, I've had two like brain scans, brain MRIs. And so they have to put like the cage around your face and you cannot move and so they're like you can listen to music they put the riff on for me for anybody who's like yeah around the Detroit area but um but like they were like you can't sing you can't do anything like you just gotta be still they see you had a beautiful brain yes (laughs) (laughs) perfect of course (laughs) so ladies and men if you're listening force your ladies to get checked out in every way that yeah. they possibly can. We and men will make out. Yes, yes. Everybody. It's. Mm-hmm. I don't know why men don't go. I can just only speak why women avoid it. Um, yeah. But everyone should be getting checked out. But I know women avoid it probably more so than men. And mm-hmm. we we gotta stop that. Yep. We Great. gotta stop it. Yep. Because I always think back to my dad, who was just so terrified of going and hearing that he had cancer. Like I think he just knew. Mm-hmm. He didn't want to hear it, but oh, it doesn't okay. change the outcome. Nope. No, it doesn't. And it sure does work significantly. If he would have went at the first sign of problems, he could still be here. Mm-hmm. And it's better to know the things up front anyways. So that way there are steps that you can take. And at the very least, this sounds extremely morbid, but at least it gives you more intentional time with mm-hmm. your family. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And if anyone I'll offer, and I'm sure you ladies will as well, if anyone wants more information on the ablation that I had or any mm-hmm. of my recovery, send me a message, send us a oh, message. As soon as I'm done with all of my breastfeeding and I, stuff like that. I am happy to walk you through my experience. I only can speak to that, but, um, like my OB or my midwife said, like women aren't supposed to like suffer badly. Right. It's, that's not normal. So if you're suffering, don't suffer. There's things that can be done. Mm -hmm. That is my TED talk for today. I like it. I think it's a good one. This was a very important message. We had two weeks of like important messages to get out there. We'll try to make the next episode a little bit more lighthearted. (laughs) Or it'll be business and we'll be telling you what to do again. I I find that lighthearted, right? Season three, we might be bossy. (laughs) Business, lighthearted. It's fine. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's what we do. (laughs) All right, everyone. Well, we hope you have a wonderful week. Bridget, Danielle, any final words before we wrap this one up? No. 
The sound of silence says no. <laughs> get your so stuff we, handled. Get your stuff get your, handled. Get if this is a different handled. podcast, I'd say something else, but get your stuff handled. That's right. That's right. Get your stuff handled and we'll see you next week. Bye everyone. Bye. Bye.